We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Outside Shots. My man EJ is in the house. Finally, it's, it's good. It feels like it's been like a month since we've had you in studio. Because, you know, you were out in the Palm Desert last time, but now you're here. Um, I think everybody's excited to hear what you have to think about, what you have to say about the Suns and their, their recent performance. But as always, we are brought to you by the good folks at OGs, the best edibles in the game. And we'll talk more about them later because they are awesome. Just like we're awesome, Eddie. Oh, it's nice you included me in the awesome part. I mean, oh. It's nice because yeah, people have been talking to me a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, behind your back. I just want oh, you yeah? to know. Yeah. They're just not fans of me? I just think you got a little bit of an ego. <laughs> <laughs> I have the ego. Yes. Oh, how about that? That is... Uh, that few, is A few people uh, have sent me messages. And <laughs> they, since you've been somewhat of a prima donna, you, oh. show, you show up with a hat on talking about smash. I mean, like... Just the attention getter that you are. Yeah. Do you know what this is from? No. Oh, it's from the good folks at Dobson Golf Ranch. Smashers on. There we go. Oh, I hello. Your got you a free at, foursome now. But my mind is pure. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we can make that happen. So, anyway, uh, listen, I think uh, I'm not disappointed by the way the Suns have played in these first two games. Uh, I know everybody was a little upset last night because, you know, they. They probably should have won that yeah. game, but you know, hey, Kevin Durant can only do so much, and I think uh, you're starting to, you're just seeing a team right now that's going through some chemistry things, trying to figure it all out. They got a lot of new pieces. They have two star players that are out. Um, just there's just a lot of factors going into why the Suns have struggled um, without Kevin Durant on the floor, especially yesterday. Uh, what what have been your ultimate? takeaways from a one-on-one start against the Warriors and now the Lakers? Over the last number of years, uh, since the players in the collective bargaining agreement convinced the owners to not have long training camps, uh, not go two-a-days, you know, which is 
unbelievable to me because I think in order to play a marathon, you have to prepare for a marathon. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the NBA players do. I don't think they prepare for it. Uh, a week and a half, two weeks is not long enough to get ready for an NBA season. There's different levels of speed, different metal, uh, levels of energy when the light, the bright lights are on. And all of a sudden now that burst is even stronger. And that's why I always told young players, don't pay too much attention to exhibition because the speed that you're facing in exhibition games is less than the speed you're gonna see once that game starts. And what happens is because the speed level picks up, you what? You get a little erratic. Mm -hmm. And when you get a little erratic, you turn the ball over. Your legs get heavy because you're not used to it. Yeah. And that's what's that's what happens every year. And I tell people, I like the first two weeks of an NBA season to me is an extension of the exhibition season. Guys are still trying to find themselves. They're trying to find their legs. Uh, the soreness that they are going through now, they would have gone through if they would have gone to a days. They would have gotten over it. They would have been able to persevere it. But now that soreness is coming in based on what they've been doing over the last three weeks, but now we're into the season. And so that's an issue, man. And I continue to say that. I know players don't like it. But, man, there was nothing wrong with going 25 days of training camp to prepare for a season. And that's what we did. And when the season started, we were in pristine shape. We were ready for NBA basketball. You can lift all summer. You can run. You can do all of that. Nothing gets you in shape but playing NBA basketball. That's it. Or college basketball, whatever level you are. Nothing gets you in shape other than playing the game. Yeah. And so now when you just force feed it and you all of a sudden after four days of training camp, you're playing exhibition games and you see they're holding people out. What did Devin play? Maybe three of the games or two of the games or something like that? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're, very, you're being cautious. And that's the issue, man. Uh, and I just wish in the future they change it because we'll see this continuously at the beginning of a season. We'll see lower leg injuries. We'll see guys that are sore. We'll see guys that have tweaked their backs. We're going to see it until their body gets used to it and just wakes up and it says, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. and now you're ready to go. And so that's the unfortunate part right now for the Suns, dealing with obviously Bradley Beal and Devin, but hopefully they'll be back soon. Yeah, I, again, like I, I'm not panicking by any stretch of the imagination. I, th I think I thought they played fairly well in spurts. I thought they played, you know, like a new team in spurts as well. Uh, I, I know that people are kind of down on the bench right now because of, uh, you know, their lack of production and really from a couple main sources, right? Eric Gordon hasn't performed quite the way people expected him to, especially in the absence of Bradley Beal. And then last night, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Uh, Grayson Allen hasn't shot the ball uh, ex exactly that great. Uh, we haven't seen KBD yet into the lineup. Uh, there's a lot of different factors, but for every one of those guys that has not stepped up, you've had guys like Josh Okoge continue to thrive and really, really play at a high level, especially w by getting the Suns extra opportunities um, via the steal or even offensive rebounds. Um, Jordan Goodwin, I, I think a lot of us were pretty high on Jordan Goodwin coming into the season. He is been an absolute delight to watch in these first two games of the season. Um, I, I just, again, 
I know there's a lot of people that like to panic and it's like, even when the Suns, think about this, in 2021, the Suns had everybody healthy to start the season and they started off the season eight and eight with Chris Paul. And then after that, they ended up winning like 23 of their next 27 because they started to figure it out. They got past that first month of the season, like you said, and they got into a groove and mm-hmm. they knew exactly the chemistry started to connect. And I think that's exactly what you're about to see again. Yeah, well, of course we'll see it. This is a very good basketball team. Should have won last night. Uh, Katie, you know, Katie had a lot on his shoulders and they kind of they wore him down. They were doubling them, tripling them. Yeah. Uh, and really no one else really got hot. Normally when a guy's that hot, you know, it's that same, what's that adage where, you know, one guy starts a fire over there, they got to go try to put it out. Guess what? Fire jumps over there. Mm-hmm. And the fire never jumped. Yeah. Like he could never find somebody else that can get hot away from him to stop them from doubling. And because no one else got hot, they just was very aggressive at the end in their doubles. And it forced turnovers. And guys didn't look at the rim. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with fatigue, uh, lack of confidence early in the year. And so, you know, uh, I would love to have seen Metu get in the game. I yeah. thought he shot the ball well in the preseason. Yeah, I thought that's what they needed. Yep. Uh, but, you know, hey, he's not going to judge early in the season. Uh, you know, Vogel will figure everything out. Uh, but uh, they just ran out of – they ran out of ammunition uh, because some guys just didn't have it going. And you mentioned, you know, Grayson Allen. You know, he's got – his confidence seems to be down a little bit. Uh, too early for that. You know, mm-hmm. he needs to shoot the ball and be more aggressive. Uh, you know, Eric Gordon, he's aggressive, but you know, his rhythm isn't there yet. I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, but that was that was a tough loss last night. Like, before the game when Devin was out, I was like, okay, the Lakers at home, it's going to be a tough one to get. But you're up 12 going into the fourth, and KD had to rest. Like, you ain't got to outscore them, but just keep it even. Like, yeah. you know yeah. – Maybe, okay, a minus four, minus six. That's what I was hoping for until KD got back in. Because when he got back in, he immediately hit a shot. So, yeah, that, that, was, that, that was disappointing because that was a game that they should have got uh, without a doubt. And obviously, based on how that game was going, if Devin and Bill was playing, we probably would have blown them out. Yeah. So, you take that away from the game and you just brush it off as an early season you know, meltdown, and you don't want too many meltdowns where you go into the fourth quarter and you're up 12 points. That yeah. that, that won't happen much with this team. When you uh, look at both the Suns and the Lakers, uh, who would you be more concerned about after last night's game? With the Suns, you mean? The Suns or the Lakers? No, I think it's equal. I don't think – I think both teams are going to be there at the end. I think both of these teams are going to be there at the end, man. Uh, you know, they both have, you know, they both improved, obviously, with their role, guys. Uh, the key for the Lakers, obviously, is D'Angelo Russell or uh, Austin Reeves. One of them two becoming that third guy for them. Man, uh, D'Angelo now both Russell of them, is not it. <laughs> well, you know, everybody wants to say that, but I'm going to tell you, the, the, the kid, sometimes you look at a lot of his negatives and all of that. It's tough playing with superstars. Uh, it's not but, tough to run a four-on-one fast break, Eddie. Well, well, in this day, he's not the only one. We we did it. We're not the only one. They all do it, man. 
They all do it. They all run for threes. They all run and they're looking backwards. Like, I can't, you just can't put that on D'Angelo Russell. Like, it's all these dudes, man. They run for threes. I'm not, it, it, every time I see it, I cringe. A three on one break should lead to a layup or a foul or and one. Mm hmm. And if you and if they do great job defensively of stopping it, then you kick it back. But your first foray is to the basket. All these guys don't do it, so I just, you can't just pick on D'Angelo Russell with that. Man, they all do it, I and can. it's just it's sick. Because I want to. <laughs> you just want to pick on them. Uh, KD was. I mean, he had 39 and 11, and people are going to point to his turnovers. He had eight turnovers last night. I do feel like he's a little loose with the ball, but he's also getting double, tripled. The Lakers played a lot of zone last night um, to try and, uh, and mitigate uh, anything that the Suns could do. I thought that the length of the Lakers did have an effect on a lot of the shooters of the Suns. Um, really being hesitant. Um, but in terms of Kevin Durant and through two games, the first game didn't play so hot. Second game, I thought he bounced back um, and did everything he could. Uh, what's What's been your take on, on KD so far? I'm not worried about him, man. Dude was one of the greatest scorers in the history of this game, uh, and he'll be fine. Uh, he, he seized the opportunity last night. He took that challenge. He knew it would be tough, and he dropped 39. Uh, obviously, he's not in the kind of shape he wants. He will be in in the next few weeks and then the next few weeks after that. And you can just tell he he got worn down. They, yeah. And that's when turnovers come into play. Like you you get a little lackadaisical and, you know, your mind is heavy. And, and, and then also you throw it to a teammate that's not used to what you expect them to do. Yes. Two turnovers he had, one with Little and one Okogi. You stay in the corner. Like you, they, they were shortening the court. Like anytime somebody's being double teamed, and the way that the Suns play, unless you're a big dude, unless you're a big dude and you can go in there and command position and get the ball. Other than that, you stay wide, you stay spaced out because those were two open shot opportunities if they had stayed in place. So a few of those turnovers weren't weren't his fault. That one uh, to Nasir Little, real quick. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to that because we talked about this last night and I, and I made the point that uh, whether this is true or not, whatever, um, Nas, Nas was in the corner KD was in the opposite wing. KD saw that he should have stayed in the corner. And Nas cut to the basket. KD threw it to the corner, went out of bounds. Yeah. Turnover, right? Um, I thought two things on that. Number one, I thought that was a great teaching moment for Nas, Nas Little. And number two, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I, I know turnovers are not ideal, but so, I, tell me if I'm wrong on this. I think sometimes players do something to make a point of, of what is happening on the court. Um, and I'm not saying they threw the ball away on purpose, but I'm not not saying that because I, I'm thinking like that was a teaching moment and he was trying to to let Nas know like, hey, you can't do that when this is happening. Uh, no, I don't think it was a teaching moment because the, the game was too too close, too close. Okay. Uh, but have players do, have you done that before? Where you no. just you've got maybe, maybe not even frustrated. You just I won't you made throw, a pass and you I, just I won't like, throw it away on purpose. But I, I would throw the ball into big guys, and if they fumble the ball, you know, a lot of times that could be my turnover. And I got to a point where I fired a ball at their head. Yeah, like I'm gonna throw it right at your head, dude. I'm not throwing it at your hand. You put your hand up there all day. You better protect your face. Catch the damn ball. So it, sometimes it is teaching moments, but that's when you have a early in the game or you have a big lead. 
Uh, that was huge, though. I mean, like, again, KD was trying to find another fire, yeah, like, to yeah. get them off of him, and he just couldn't. Like, yeah. he could not find somebody else that can say, Lakers had to say, oh, gee, we can't leave him. And then, okay, get somebody else. Oh, can't leave him. And now he's got the one-on-one coverage. That's the beauty of Devin and Bradley Beal. If one of them two was on the court, they would not have been as aggressive as they were last night in regards to just leaving men and all of that. And so, and then Nurkic getting in foul trouble, I thought hurt as well. And and again, that's why I thought maybe Metu or even Bobo got an opportunity. Like in those situations when you just need somebody, you see guys struggling, mm, let's go with the guy, give him two minutes, see what he can do. That's exactly and, what I'm uh, I was, yeah. you know, I was hoping for that, but I'm sure that's going to happen. Yeah, I was hoping for that with Metu specifically since you brought him up earlier. Like, you know, I thought he played very well in the preseason. Um, I thought he had the athletic ability and the height to really um, be able to at least give the Lakers something else to think about down low, um, especially when they went completely small across the board mm-hmm. um, in that one lineup where KD was basically their center. Um, I, I just I, I thought it was a little odd that that Frank didn't do anything there. But, you know, I expect him to tweak the lineups as they move along, um, especially for a guy like Metu. Uh, KBD, I would assume, will get some minutes here and there whenever the, that opportunity presents itself. But um, they just... Frank's definitely got a rotation right now, and he's sticking to it for right now. But I would assume that that's going to, you know, manipulate itself at some point. Um, I'm going to assume that you're not concerned about the injuries or anything like that, correct? Well, I mean, I think Devin has an MRI today or something like that, and, and that's normal. I mean, you always have to get an MRI. And I don't want people to get too concerned. Uh, but I mean, you you're always worried about it. But like I said, early in the year, man, is when these dudes are susceptible. Because I don't think that their bodies are right now in tune for the speed of the game mm-hmm. uh, on three three out of four nights, three out of five nights. That's the difference, right? Like, you know, you play an exhibition game, play every two days, you're fine. Now you're playing, you know, back-to-backs and three out of five, three out of four. Oh, a different animal now. And so, yeah, you can get a little beat up and fatigued. So, yeah, of course you worry about injuries. I mean, just, you know, one step and, you know, you can be out for a bit. But that's why you have a team. That's why it's next man up. Like, then, okay, next guy, get ready. Carry the load for five games or whatever it is till that player gets back. That's the beautiful part about the NBA and sports in general. And that's why you have a team. It's not tennis. They, they, They cancel the match if you get hurt in tennis. You can't play anymore. So, you know, that's, you know, in golf, you just your own individual team. You have no chance of winning. Okay, you're done. And so in basketball, it's not the case. And the Suns almost pulled it off last night. They almost pulled it off in their home opener. They had that crowd quiet. That Lakers could have did. The Lakers crowd felt they were going to lose the game. I think at one point, Lakers thought they were going to lose it. And uh, lo and behold, we just kept turning it over, man. Yeah. I don't care nothing about them scoring. I mean, you just can't, you cannot, cannot turn the ball over at this level of NBA play. You will get punished for it. Second chance opportunities and turn the ball over are a death nail for any basketball team. Yeah, and we saw that quite a bit last night. So, um, we... 
I, there's no transition for that. So let's just go straight to OGs because it's the best edible in the game. If you want to feel better about the game last night, you can try some OGs. Um, and uh, go to your closest dispensary by going to ogsbrands.com, checking out your closest dispensary. Uh, they have all the great gummies, uh, indicas, sativas, you name it, they have it. The RSOs, the Happy Balance. It is one of the best edibles out there. Um, check them out by using promo code PHNX at any the flower shop and you get a discount. And uh, for right now, actually, pretty sure it's twenty five percent. Twenty five percent is uh, what I. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I I completely forgot about that part. But that is something new that we just added right now. Uh, get twenty five percent off any OG's products at your neighborhood Zen Leaf location from now until November thirtieth. That's twenty five percent. And just head to www.zenleafdispensaries.com. Find your closest location or your favorite OG's gummies for pickup and enter the discount code PHN. Next at checkout, you'll be back home before the next quarter inning half starts. That's right. This deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And a reminder, it's PHNX is active until 30th, the November 30th. So go get your flavoring life right now. Um, also, Four Peaks is one of the tremendous beers out there. They've been a longtime supporter of the program uh, of, of PHNX. They got the new pumpkin porter out there. You should go check it out. Go to the go to the 8th Street pub. It's awesome. Right there on, off of 8th Street, and I think McClintock, it's fantastic. Listen, great food, great vibes, great beer. Uh, check out the Pumpkin Porter. Um, and remember, for both, you must be over the age of 21, and please enjoy responsibly. Uh, let's talk about some takeaways last night, EJ. We had uh, Dame finally playing for the Bucks against the, the 76ers. Kelly Oubre going off. That was kind of cool. Uh, what was your... I mean... Dame balled out. He had 39 as well last night. That was pretty interesting. At least he showed up. You, like, well, like, you expect, well, I'm look, like, you, like Dame Lillard will be able to score, period. Like, it doesn't matter what uniform he's in. Uh, and that was a great first game just for he and Giannis in that regard because I still believe, like, they still have a lot of growth to go uh, in their relationship and how they play. Uh, a lot of Dame stuff didn't really come off of being connected with Giannis. It came off of one-on-one stuff. And so – and I told people, I'm like, I don't know how great their two-man game will work with those two because Giannis is not a pick-and-pop guy. And so it'll be limitations on how he can score off of a two-man game with Dame Lillard other than just maybe trying to beast mold himself into the post. But then he's playing with his back to the basket, which is not one of his strengths. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to see how that plays out. But, you know, when Dame gets hot, he gets hot, man. And uh, he's always big for the moment. And it was huge. But, yeah, on the other side, I was really more impressed with Philly. Philly should have won that game, too. And I was impressed, man, that they came out focused. And then they got down huge, came back. Tyrese Maxey is a player. He can play, man. And I told people, and you know, you know, some people trying to jump on the wagon. I'm not gonna call any names out, but uh, they know who they are. Now they're gonna jump on the Kelly Oubre wagon. <laughs> when when they signed Kelly Oubre, I said that's 20 points right there. Any given night, that dude can go get it. And I thought it was a huge pickup. Ah, you know, defend. Ah, all that. Whatever. Uh, this dude, man, this dude is is gonna be huge for them. Uh, so. Yeah, they had a game last night they should have won. They they were pretty much similar to how the Suns. They got up, Philly got up and got that big lead. 
you know, after coming back mm-hmm. and just couldn't hold it. Start turning the ball over. Same thing with the Suns did last night. So, uh, but those were two very good games last night, despite the disappointment when people saw, okay, Harden's not playing and then Booker and Bill's not playing. People felt disappointed, but I, I think they got their money's worth in regards to how the games played out. No, I agree. I, I thought both games were fantastic. Um, I, I am, I, I, I'm right there with you in terms of trying to figure out, you know, what this Bucks team is ultimately going to be. Um, they have a lot of good pieces, obviously. Uh, we saw the Celtics the night before uh, when they played the Knicks. You can see their pieces. It's going to take some time for everybody to kind of gel and get and get into the flow of things, just like it it will be for the Suns. Um, I, I listen. Dame is one of the best players in the league. You knew he was going to make an impact, but how far that impact is going to be still remains to be seen. And so, um, but for Philly, <laughs> Philly played great despite the fact that they have James Harden, who is. MIA, but then comes back and then Philly's like, nah, actually we need you to get right first. Um, there's, I don't know. There's a rumor out there that he was taking care of his ill mom for 10 days. Um, I just think it's all coincidental that he came back the day before a game and like was ready to go play. Like he missed all these games in the preseason. Like, I, I don't know. Again, I am, I tweeted this out. I am out on James Harden completely because I'm just tired of the storyline with James Harden. It's always drama surrounding him, whether it's his intention or not. That's what seems to happen at every single stop. And I'm over it. And I, and I do think he's hit that point with a lot of teams in the NBA where the juice isn't worth the squeeze for James Harden anymore. It just isn't like they don't want the drama. They don't they don't trust what they're going to get back from James Harden after things start to go south or things don't go the way he thinks they should go or or whatever. Um, I just I'm tired of it, man. Yeah, he's on borrowed time. Uh, you know, you, this league doesn't wait for you. You have a small shelf life. And this is what people don't understand. They, you know, one, they look at the guys at the end of the bench and they think they're busters because they don't play. No, you're the buster. <laughs> you're the buster, not them. They're making they're, they're making six, seven, eight million a year. You're the buster. You're the one that had no drive and desire to push through to be able to do what they're doing. They're not busters. And I hate when people say that. Uh, and James Harden right now has to understand, league's not waiting for him. Players are replaced every year. Every year. Look at Dwight Howard. He can't get back in the league. DeMarcus Cousins can't get back in the league. And, and they're in their, what, 30s? You know, no, it doesn't wait for you. And the more you do to, quote, unquote, harm the league with negative media coverage, the more they're going to not answer their door when you call yeah. when your career is over. And a lot of these guys don't understand it. They don't get it. Money's not going to make you happy. You're going to be alone in your big, big ass house by yourself. And don't, you can't go get a job. You can't go get this within the league. You're bored. And that's what happens. And Allen Iverson is a prime example. At the end of his career, he couldn't adjust. Like, he couldn't adjust. He was down in Memphis and he thought he was going to keep playing like AI. And Lionel Holland said, You're not AI anymore. True story. He didn't show up the next day. They got rid of him. He finally went back to Philly, and they love him there, and they didn't play him at a high level. 
And I think that's when he finally realized it. James Harden is going to realize this, man. Houston, he jived around. They brought him players. Even though, look, James Harden had a hell of a run in Houston personally. Mm -hmm. But they brought him players. They brought him to White Howard. Couldn't get along with him. They brought him Chris Paul. Couldn't get along with him. They brought him Russell Westbrook. Couldn't get along with him. And so finally, he just said, I want out. And he forced his way out. He goes to Brooklyn. He teams up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, this, just think about that for a yeah, second. Yeah. You had three of the greatest offensive players on one team. And it couldn't work. And at the end, when KD was injured, trying to make his way back, he couldn't see fit to just focus and forget about all of the stuff around him, forget about what Kyrie was going through, and just try to just keep the fort, you know, protect the fort and play. No, I want out. So, okay, now you force your way out of there and you go to Philly. You have a tremendous season. You lead the league in assists. Joel Embiid becomes MVP. Your boy, Daryl Morey, is your boy. Like, he's taking care of you forever. I mean, if he had to write a book on James Harden, James, I think you would probably not like the book he would write. He protected him and paid him and wanted him. Well, how many GMs meet the damn player they just traded for at the airport when they get off the plane? Yeah. None. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they had a they have a they had a great relationship. Now, maybe Daryl Morey did lie, or maybe the ownership said, no, we're not gonna pay him. But whatever it is, all of a sudden now uh, he doesn't like Daryl Morey. He doesn't want to play for Daryl Morey. No, no. I think he's using that as a smokescreen, too. No, I think he wants to get to L.A. I think he had a conversation with somebody out in L.A., and that's his way of forcing his way out. And he's using Daryl Morey as a scapegoat. And I love the fact that he showed up uh, yesterday and they told him no. Because if I'm his teammate, dude, I don't want to play. I don't want you in the locker room, man. Because I, I know what you're here to do. You're here to save your money. Because if he sits out, holds out 30 days – Okay, then he basically is not a free agent next year. So that's part of the collective bargaining now. So if he holds out forcing the demand to be traded and he's healthy and they're telling him to show up and play and he's not, then every day that he does that, once it gets to 30, then Philadelphia still has his rights for the next year. That's why he showed up. Come on. Mm. You know, so it's it just, man, it, it's, I'm just over it. I think he's a talented player. Uh, I obviously believe he can help them. But, man, you just, you know, you don't want that. You, you, why you want to be in the locker room with a dude, man, that's just not for the team? Yeah. I don't care that you don't like Daryl Morey. I, I rarely liked any GM I played for. But I didn't care because he wasn't helping me get no damn jumpers. I don't have to see him. And if I didn't like him, I'd walk right past his butt. Didn't care. <laughs> I'm not there to please you. I'm not coming up because I never played for a team that Daryl Morey's a part of. Daryl Morey not a part of the damn team. He's sitting up eating potato chips in his office. Tyrese Maxey down there running sprints. Joel Embiid trying to get another MVP. Win a title. Get to the second round of playoffs. That's the people you love and want to support. Why are you worried about a dude sitting up there with his head down, looking at his analytic book, trying to figure out how the numbers going to work to get somebody something? Come on, man. It's true. It's I'd true. be so over him, man. And, and, and I'm glad that they told him stay at home. Yeah. And I hope he saw how good they were last night 
to really make him feel even sillier because if he was on the court playing like he could, they would have beat him last night. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny that the Clippers were the last team that were interested on paper or in theory behind the scenes in um, in James Harden because that ship has sailed. See what I did there? Clippers ship. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. We got a super chat by the anonymous Buddha. This is rupees. Rupees. It is 100 rupees, which and is the equivalent of $1.20. $1.20 US. Hey, we still appreciate the, the super chat. Uh, how worried are you about the injuries? No one's as soft as us to get their top two players injured. Uh, listen, uh, you're going to see a lot of injuries. They might not have happened in the first two games, but uh, it's it's going to be fine. Yeah. And listen, Devin Booker is not soft. If he's injured, I legitimately believe it's a serious injury, and he's, he's trying to rehab as much as possible to get back on the court. Same thing with Bradley Beal. They're, they're not soft. They're not sitting out two games into the season because they are soft. That's just such a bad, here, bad take. Don't here here again is, is, look. Here again is my water boy take. When you miss work because you got a damn cold. <laughs> Man, get out of here with that junk, dude. Like, again, I respect fans. <laughs> I respect, our, our obviously, our viewers. And you come in, you comment. A lot of you guys understand the game. But there's certain words that you all can say that I will push back all day long. How you going to call somebody soft? Show us some video of your ass. <laughs> Show us some video of you doing something with shows that you not saw. You go, Devin Booker soft. I mean, that's why I say, man, these water boy couch potatoes, man, they come in, man, and they just say stuff, man. And these dudes soft as you know what, man. They ain't going to fight for nothing. You know, they, instead of going to the gym and working out, they'll take vitamins all day thinking they can get in shape that way. Man, I don't, man, I don't want to pay attention to that junk, dude. <laughs> soft. There's key <laughs> words you can say while I'm in here. Calling somebody soft and you really don't know what's going on. All right? You know, man, go eat some potato chips, man. <laughs> and do what you do. I love it. I love it. You know, it, that's funny. We should probably, I wish there was a way we could find out scattered reports on some of our audience to find out what they do for a living and how many days they've called in out of work and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, cause that would be, that'd be pretty entertaining if we had stats on, on people like that. Right, man. I've seen dozens of guys in my career playing ball. They think they can play and they'll come and they'll try out whatever. Right. And you can just see they weak, mm-hmm. like they can't handle it. Like, the one thing you should never do is call an NBA player soft. Dude, don't you understand? It's only 400-plus that play in the NBA out of millions that try to play this game. Millions. And you got the audacity to call somebody soft. No, you soft. Softer than Charmin. There we go. I mean, I don't have to add anything to it. What's the what's the most serious injury you ever played with? I played a dislocated shoulder. Damn. Like, but see, people don't know. Like, they don't understand because you're out there, so they think you're fine. Mm. Like, no. If you play professional sports, something is hurting you. Every game, you have to push through it. It could be a sprained finger. It could be a sprained toe. It can be a bruise. 
You don't know because you're sitting up in the stands eating a damn hot dog and drinking orange soda. You don't know. And then when they're missing shots, you, oh, 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 but you don't know his fingers about as swollen as your head. Do your research. Like, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, I played with I had a dislocated shoulder. I played with a calf pull. I played a, a conference final with a calf pull against the Suns when they beat us in 93. The first six games, I was playing on one leg. People didn't even know it. And then in the seventh game, some way, somehow, I woke up and it went away. And I had 34. I was so happy, but it was too late. Like, you, you play hurt. You learn how to persevere through injury, man. I played with migraines. I played one time, man, the side of my face was swollen like a, like a basketball. Like, it, it, I don't even take pain medicine. I had surgery, as I told Saul, and I, did, I just got localized and watched him do, get me knee surgery. Like, you, you don't understand, man. This, look, if you play in that league, you tough. And for you guys sitting around to my they soft. Please, I mean, you know, you soft. Because your comments soft. Because you have no idea. None. Devin Booker loves to play basketball. Nothing soft about him. Bradley Beal wants to prove that he's a great addition to this team. The worst thing to hurt you is your back. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he, but they probably, but they sit down all the time. You know, couch potato. They, they don't know what the hurt back is. The hurt butt. They butt hurt, but they don't know about the back. Yeah, you, know, you know, when your back hurt, everything hurts. So stop. I, I mean that. That, that was perfect. That was perfect. We got some super chats, some more super chats to, to get to. Let's go. Uh, Cycle Blue says, I'm already being made fun of by the Wiz Arena staff over Beal. I respond, thanks for Goodwin, though. And then he sends <laughs> another super chat, says, I won S... What's SFXT? SFXT at Evo. I'll share vids on Discord, Saul. I don't know I don't know what SFXT is. But, Street uh, Fighter. Oh. A video game tournament, probably. Oh, okay, at Evo. I don't know what Evo is either. Man, am so, I look, am look. I old or is this like just some tech lingo or some gamer lingo that I don't understand? I'm a little, I'm a little confused. So I don't understand this. So Evolution Championship so, Series. Oh, okay. So the super chat is they pay to have their chat recognized. to have their chat recognized. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have to pay more than that. <laughs> No, 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 no. We no. take any we take money, any, EJ. Any, any, listen, we don't know people's financial man, situations. Mark, man, let me market this. If they feel can obligated to, to pay a dollar even to have their chat can read, I market? then we are for the people. Can I mar- we are for the people. We are. But I'm not talking about the people that paid the $5 and $2. I'm talking about the people that's paying no dollars. You know, <laughs> pay some money. I mean, come on, man. He ain't paying me. I ain't paying. I'm doing this for just goodwill. Oh, it's just the biggest lie that's, I've ever heard. That's that's just goodwill. A I can you know I can pay. I can oh I can pay for a golf round once a month. Goodwill, but I'm doing it because my my boy here. You know I'm hanging out with him. You know after you threw me on the bus. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to see some more super chat. Some I want to see some super 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 duper chat, like. <laughs> For single moms last week, you know how much I raised? Uh, I think, was it $500,000? $600,000 in one night. <clears throat> well, well let, let Eddie market this thing, okay? Look, DJ, you know, if you had to guess, what's the biggest super chat we've ever gotten? If you had to guess. 
Ten dollars. No, come on now. No. That's all, well, all I ever see is five and two. Was it like 500? I think yeah, that's the biggest one. 500? Yeah, we had a $500. That was probably check. me at home trying to take everybody out. <laughs> Why are you always trying to give yourself credit? I think that probably was me. <laughs> I felt sorry for you. <laughs> I felt sorry for you. Cause but, I'm, but, I'm looking at the shorts you wear. You need some new shorts. Oh my God, again with my clothes, man. <laughs> I wore flip-flops just for you, Eddie. Oh my goodness. See, yeah, my- I mean, you know what? I'm not in a bad mood today. All right, bro Sif. I'm not. I'm always in a good mood, man. You know, but I just don't like certain words that just get under my skin. That's all. Charles Coulter in the chat said, uh, $5 super chat. Said, Charles, there you go. Goodwill, LMAO. $5. We play $5 in side games on the golf course. That's good. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and then Cycle 20 Blue. bucks from. <laughs> see, you, you see what Eddie doing now? <laughs> you see Eddie at work? <laughs> He over, he, he over there scared to death that you all going to take the five and two. And Psycho Blue came back with 20 bucks. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Saul needs some new shorts. Eddie, you are a blessing to this fandom and this league. I'm going to get your jersey. Way to go, so can, Psycho Blue. So I can tell you this in person next time I'm in town and take you a know pick what? like I did with Psycho TC Blue. Psycho Blue, for you stepping up and doing what you just did, you know what I'm going to do for you this year? I'm going to give you two tickets to a game. Oh! Look at that, Psycho Blue. That's the best money you've ever spent. Look at that. So, Psycho Blue, you get a hold of uh, my man Saul with the 1925 shorts on. And... Uh, <laughs> you talking court? You talking courtside, Eddie? I'm not gonna take this slander. Are I you? Some, I got some good quality shorts on. They're all good. You talking courtside, Eddie? Hey, 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 and look. All right, you're going to get you to a game, all right? How about that? You come down, holler at EJ, because I'll be down there with one of my tight Italian suits on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Elliot Ellsworth. Hey, can I, I give a little promo shout yeah, out go, go yeah, for, to Nick's menswear that's, you know, taking care of EJ this year. Yeah. Uh, so my, my, my suit for my wedding? Mm-hmm. Also from Nick's menswear. There they you go. Definitely, absolutely. There you go. Up. So we got to get them on board over here. Yeah, let's do it. You know? Let's do it. That's it. Elliot Ellsworth, uh, for Saul Shorts, good stuff, Eddie. $10 <laughs> super chat. Appreciate you, Elliot. Thank you all. Uh, we appreciate you. Before we go, uh, EJ, we got a team in the World Series, man. That's pretty dope. Hey, man, look, listen. What they did to my Cubs at the end of the year when we were fighting for a playoff spot. I was upset, obviously, yeah, yeah, but I was impressed. Like, I was like, man, we just, they, they just better than us. And it's been proven. It's been proven. Like, when you go to Milwaukee, beat them, you beat the Dodgers, okay? And you beat the Phillies, right? And I told you, you know, I went back and forth. I said that was the rhythm they had to take. Brewers first instead of Phillies yeah, first. Yeah. I don't know if they beat the Phillies first if, if they had them the first round. True, true. And to be where they are right now, I'm so proud of them, man. I just, I've, like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I watch 90% of Cub games. I'll watch maybe 30% of Diamondback games during the year. And it's no disrespect to the Diamondbacks. I just, I'm a Chicago dude, man. And But I do respect Arizona teams. Diamondbacks, Cardinals, Coyotes, I do. Uh, and I know a lot of those players over the years. But what I have witnessed – this past few weeks is simply amazing. Yeah. Like 
from from management all the way down to players. I mean, they should be proud of themselves, man. I, what they have done, how they have played, how they've galvanized, and then you go on the road back. People don't realize how difficult that crowd is in Philly. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, they ain't no joke. To go in there and beat them twice, they're the better team. Yeah. Like, that's how you look at it. Ain't no, ain't no, like, lucky. No, they were the better team. When anytime you can beat four out of seven, I told you we had this discussion a couple weeks ago. Four out of seven to me is a man's way of showing, oh, we're the better team. Like, and that's how I look at it. When when Dallas beat us a couple of years ago, they were the better team because they beat us four out of seven. That's just how I look at it. And to be able to do what they did is simply amazing. And it's not going to stop. They're going to win a World Series. They're going to win it. And they're playing a team in the Rangers where they're not feeling too comfortable at home. They haven't won a home game over the last, what, series? couple yeah, series? Yeah. So, no, we're good. We're good. And I'll be at game – I think I'll be at game four. Okay. Yeah. Right. EJ, yeah, you know, EJ got a couple of tickets kicked down to him. Yeah. Well, well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, I, uh, might be. I might be. I don't know. Maybe does that make I, me as cool maybe, as EJ? Because I got I mean, some tickets kicked down to me too. Maybe uh, I throw out a ball. I guess I'm so the only one that's Maybe I go out there and throw series. out a ball. Maybe I'll sing the God Bless America in the seventh day. <laughs> God bless <laughs> oh God, no, no, America. All right. Uh, I think we have one more super chat, or is that it? No, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody as he serenades us off to the show. Thank you, so, thank you so much for joining us on Outside Shots. <laughs> uh, until next time, you can follow EJ. From above, <laughs> on from Twitter at Jumpshot Eight, and you can follow me at Solomon on Twitter as well. To the ocean. show at PHNX underscore Suns. Until next time, bye everybody. Go, go.